Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hello, welcome. Hi, how are you? (laughs) It's June already. Can you imagine? It's been six months into 2022. Have you... Have a kind of thought about making a reflection or a little audit of what you've been able to achieve this year so far. If you haven't, then I really, really recommend doing it. I think it's important because we do talk about setting goals and there is an episode about setting goals, which I highly recommend. But uh, we often forget about checking in with ourselves. So please do that. Um, You can do it now or at the end of the month when it's actually... Um, literally the middle of the year and let me know what's come up for you let me know if you're on track to achieving your goals or maybe there is something that you need to adjust because it's absolutely fine to adjust Um, a lot of people and their inner perfectionist tells them that um, they should be just doing and be consistent in whatever they do but sometimes we miss the point you know sometimes we just miss um, the important details that are um, like really moving the needle so please make that reflection for yourself and today I wanted to talk to you about something special something that I'm pretty sure most of you will have to deal with at some point in your career as a as a business owner as a freelance teacher It's whether you should be saying yes to everyone, anyone who wants to pay you money for your services. Um, Because it's more complicated than than we might think. So let's, let's dive in and let me kind of break it down into a few concepts. Okay, so first ask yourself what kind of teacher, what kind of products or services you offer. Because if they are products, then, you know, I wouldn't worry that much. You don't really have to deal with a student who is non-ideal and not really great to work with because they just buy something from you and you probably don't have, won't have much uh, to do with them. Okay, so that's, that's never going to be a problem. However, if you're a teacher who uh, offers live classes, one-to-ones, groups, or even, you know, digital courses, then I would really, really um, think if you want to accept everybody, whoever is there who wants to pay you money. And I know it might be hard to say no, but I'm going to give you a few arguments today why it's important to say no, at least a few times in your career. Um, So let's answer that question. Should you be saying yes? And at what stages it can actually be beneficial and um, when it's not so much, okay? So the first thing is I want to introduce you to a concept of 
A student versus an ideal student. So this obviously is very much related to your niche, to your uh, area of expertise, to the things that you teach as your specialism. So if you haven't still figured that out, um, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine if you're still looking for clues around you, if you're still looking for clues within the people that you work with. That's that's okay. And that's, I think, is the situation when accepting people who are maybe not exactly who you were looking for, It's. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. So let me give you a few examples. I've worked with a few people, with a few teachers one-to-one, and they wanted to sell like live courses, um, teaching people how presentation skills, right? Or or some sort of area of business English. And then they had someone um, who wanted some classes for job interviews, right? So theoretically, it wasn't exactly what they wanted to offer, but still, it's very much related to, to the business English field, even though I don't really like business English, but it still sells. So <laughs> let's just leave it for another episode. Um, so... And especially when you're just starting out, I think it can give you more confidence and it can give you that chance to check what you're actually good at and to check what you actually enjoy teaching because maybe interview prep is going to be something that you will enjoy and you will be able to create some offers on. So think about that, okay? Is it just slightly different to what you want to in, um, to what you want to eventually offer or is it completely different because let's say you want to teach uh, executives in companies and then uh, um, a friend asks you to teach their child i mean i would probably consider uh, that very thoroughly and probably say no because it's not going to take you closer to your goal of teaching executives it will give you some experience so if you you know if you're enjoying it if you're if you're still thinking about oh which niche should i actually choose and you're still at the crossroads do it okay Action is, is is always better than not doing anything because if that's the only thing coming your way at the moment and you're not like completely against teaching kids, let's say, then again, do it. However, always have that end goal in mind. If you want to create offers for adults, for professionals, then is teaching kids one-to-one going to take you any closer to that? Probably not. So a student is someone who would be interested in working with you because maybe they like you, maybe they saw, they saw your content online, maybe they um, were recommended, okay, um, to you by someone else, okay, which is lovely and flattering. And I think that's the hardest situation in which um, you, 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 you're potentially saying no, but still, still consider if it's taking you any closer to your to your end goal. Um, a student is going to be ba- basically something or someone who brings in some money into your business. So at the beginning, it might be 
the case that you might need some cash, basically, to keep going, to keep the momentum, right? So I understand that that's how people get stuck. They think, okay, but it's a paying customer, so I should accept them. And again, I'm not against it, but I want you to always keep at the back of your head. Is that something that you want to do eventually? Is that something that you want to specialize in? If you don't know, go for it because this is how you'll discover it. But if it's completely different, then it might be a little bit counterproductive because accepting a couple of people who are not within your uh, niche or not that those ideal people that you eventually want to address just to keep the momentum going, just to make a little bit of cash. There is nothing wrong with that. But accepting them out of a place of desperation, out of a place of um, feeling like, oh, I'm short of money. I should probably accept whatever is being offered. Um, then that's how people get stuck. Okay. And they can never maybe not never, um, they can they they can find it hard to get out of that circle or that hamster wheel of just working um, to make money rather than working on something that is supposed to be, be the bigger picture, the bigger goal, the bigger offering that you're dreaming of, okay? So always consider that. Um, number two, point number two is your ideal student. So I want you to have a reflection around who that person is, okay? And I always say to my um, business course attendees, the ELT Rocketers, um, it's very important that you actually draw a clear picture of that ideal person in your mind or even on a piece of paper, actually. I've even drawn my perfect ideal teacher client, and it helps so much. It helps in so many ways because it actually lets you, allows you to filter out the ones that are not ideal, that are just students, okay? And again, there might be a another problem that there is a student that comes and they want classes and they want to pay you money, but you know they are like outside that ideal student avatar. But you might feel, oh, if I say no, I'm being ungrateful. And let me reframe that. If you're saying yes to a person who is, um, you know, not in your area of expertise, who needs something very specific or is a child or is um, at a very low level and you don't enjoy teaching low levels or they want grammar and you don't enjoy teaching grammar, then you're closing doors to a possibility of an ideal student coming to you. You're closing yourself and you're occupying your energy, I'm not saying wasting, but it does cost a lot of energy to prepare lessons and especially lessons that you're not an expert at and that, you know, cost you a bit more. It's an energetic cost. It's also a time cost because there is lesson prep, there is teaching, and you're going to find it draining. You're going to find it much more draining than if you were to teach your ideal student, your student that you have in mind when you're thinking about your offers, your products, your courses, okay? So have a clear picture of that person. What does a clear picture mean then? A clear picture means I would even give them a name. <laughs> I would give them a name. I would decide what age they are. I would describe them in as much detail as possible. And 
don't be afraid of being super specific here. Be super specific, but it it doesn't have to mean that it won't ever change or that people who are not exactly um, who don't exactly match that description, that they won't be able to work with you. Absolutely not. So, for example, the fact that I say that my ideal teacher client is a woman and she's usually in her 30s doesn't mean that I don't work with men who are in their 20s or in their 40s. Absolutely not. I just have that person in mind because it makes it easier, right? So, think about it that way. If my ideal teacher client is a woman in her 30s who is interested in teacher development, who has similar views to mine, who is against native speakerism, who is, and many, many other things, then if there is, say, a man, I'm just using like black and white examples, sorry for (laughs) doing that, but I want to kind of make something clear. So if there is a man who is in his 40s, but is also a teacher and shares my views and is you know, in in some other areas, my ideal client, then absolutely I would work with them. So never confuse that, okay? Never confuse that. However, it helps because it helps filter out, as I said, those students that are quite random, but also it helps you speak to them. So I will be talking about it much more in my content, but messaging is something that draws draws people to your business. It's something that you do in your content, in your newsletters, in your whatever, podcasts, blogs, whatever you do there or you want to do. Um, and the more specific that person is that you're speaking to, the easier it will be for you to connect with them. So that's the reason why You need to have an ideal student avatar described in as many details as possible, basically. Okay. Now, there is another situation. So, because I've only just spoken about um, accepting new students, right? New people interested in working with you. But what if you have started working and then discovered what your expertise, specialty or niche is going to be. And you already have a few students that seem a little bit random. Okay. Um, So there are a few things that you can do. And I think a lot of you might struggle because it might create some sort of a confusion or should I say no to them or should I, what should I do actually? And I totally get that. So it depends on one factor. If you already have a student who is working with you and who is outside that area of expertise, outside of your niche, but you enjoy working with them, they enjoy working with you, you can see that they're making clear progress, then just keep them. It's absolutely fine. Remember that trying to think either black or or white is a type of perfectionism. So don't fall into that trap or try not to, because it's absolutely fine to do things that are not always just that that, that one specific um, area of expertise that, that, that you want to develop or you already have. It's absolutely fine to do other things as well, as long as they serve you. That's the most important point. They have to serve you rather than just be, oh, 
It's only because he's been with me for a year and a half and, you know, we could actually <laughs> probably call it a day, but I don't know how to say that. No, don't do, it, do that to yourself and don't, don't do that to the student because students can also tell. And then at the end of the day, you want great testimonials. You want students with whom you have the best time and who you can literally help the most, whose potential you can maximize as a teacher. So that's your ultimate goal. If that person has the potential to be that one, then absolutely keep them. But in an alternative situation in which there is an existing non-ideal student and they are less than ideal and like you're really, really struggling there, then I've got three tips for you. Three things that you can do. First, obviously, please be aware that it's okay to stop working with someone, okay? It's absolutely fine if you at some point decide, hey, I need to, um, you know, regroup. Um, I'm afraid I won't be able to work with you anymore. Um, and there are, there are absolutely, this is absolutely okay. You're not letting anybody down. It's going to be hard. But again, if it's not serving you because you're feeling frustrated, because you're feeling like the student is, uh, you know, draining your energy, but also maybe they're late with payments. Maybe they also always cancel, you know, it's a mutual thing. So if it's not serving you, it's probably not serving them either. So there are plenty of teachers. So one thing that you could do is you can tell them that you're going to change focus in your business and you can refer them to someone else. How simple is that? right? Because maybe that person is actually looking for someone very specific. Maybe they need, they have a speci special need and you know someone. And you know, in my membership of ELTpreneurs, there are so many different people now and teachers with different niches that literally if anybody ever has that problem, I'm pretty sure that they will find someone that they can refer the student to. Obviously, if the student is generally a pain in the ass rather than just a non-ideal student because they have different needs, then I would probably not refer them to friends. But that's a different situation. Okay. So if it, it's it's a case of it's the case of you not being able to help them, but them being a nice student, but you feeling a bit frustrated, then absolutely refer them to someone else. Number two, it's also okay to tell the truth. It's also okay to just say, hey, I don't think we can work together anymore. I'm refocusing. I'm changing my, my kind of expertise, my niche, and I need a break or whatever. You can, you know, at some, uh, in some situations, I don't think white lies are a, are a bad idea. Um, you can always say things like, and people don't need to know everything about you. That's, that's not your responsibility to share everything you know we also don't want to hurt people right but if it's not working just tell them sorry I don't think it's working that's it okay because you don't have to say yes and keep saying yes because you're paying too high of a price remember that energy your mood and your mental resources are a price they are something more important than the money that your students that that student is paying you. I'm going to repeat that. Your energy, your mood, and your mental resources are more important than the money that you get out of that student. Number three, so tip number three for what to do with that existing student is you can raise the price. 
I've used that um, strategy a couple of times in my life. And there are people who are happy to pay more. Absolutely. There are people who are happy to pay more. But then win-win, right? You're making more. So you're, you possibly are less resentful. So you can keep it going for at least a while until you figure out something else. But maybe by raising, by raising the price, the problem will stop being such a big of a problem, right? Maybe you'll feel, oh, if they pay more, then I can try more. That's literally how it works. So if they're happy to pay more, go for it. If they're not happy to pay for, then your problem is gone anyway, because they will just leave. So this is it. This is it. I told you it was going to be a short episode because it was very juicy. So I just want you to take away one thing from here. Remember that you don't have to work for every with everybody. You can be everything for some, okay? For people who are your ideal people, who you know that you can help maximize their potential and get fabulous testimonials from. So that's actually a very good exercise. Think about all your existing students. Do you think they will give you excellent testimonials? Because if not, then think about why not. Okay, if they're shy, that's okay. (laughs) But if it's because they are not an ideal student, there is something wrong in the relationship between you and them. There is there is you know that you're kind of um, doing something that you're not exactly comfortable with, then it's worth thinking about. It's worth um, challenging, basically. Okay, so. I want to live in a world where teachers work with their students, their ideal perfect students, where learners find their ideal perfect teachers, okay? Because if you don't find someone an ideal student, it is super likely that you're not the perfect teacher for that student. You can be the perfect teacher in general, but maybe not for that person. So they will find somebody better if you let them go or if you say no at the very beginning. Let me know what came up for you in this uh, while listening to this. I love, love, love hearing your thoughts. And that's it from me today. Next week, there is a special, special, special episode coming uh, your way. It's going to be more content, social media focused. So I hope you're going to find it useful. And for now, have a wonderful week. And until then, bye. Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger. Say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.